0: Welcome to the thank God it's Friday. We're getting used to the end there. I was watching you with the when you unmuted the mic. I'm like, who's a little early? I thought you were going to yell out something, but yes, thank God it's Friday. Here we go. It's a a big book here, right? Number one. Can't wait for the number two. (laughs) No, I, I. Why didn't they? I hate this idea. This was like at the beginning of metal where you ended up having their nonsense just call it one thing and have a one and a two so people will know later what they need well, to read. Well just even
1: the whole thing it's like you come out of nowhere but right as we get into future state, Generation Shattered we just got done death metal, we have a whole new multiverse, an omniverse to think about, Wonder Woman has ascended be- to the great beyond, we don't know what any of this means, we just know that we're going to go to the future for two months to see this weird dark future before we get back to our main books but on top of that you have Generation Shattered we're going throughout time, we have all these different heroes through these different concepts of DC comics and wondering stuff, how is this working? Because we're going linear <laughs> linear fashion throughout the timelines with these heroes when they would have come out initially. And like, oh my God, what does this mean? What is this Gauntness? Does it have anything to do with the, you know, the multiverse being changed up? Anything that we want to know? Oh my God, this book feels huge until you get Generations Forged, the one we're talking about tonight, because as soon as you get this, you realize (laughs) that there's nothing here.
0: (laughs) No, there isn't. And what the problem is, you started these Generations things setting up, and at one point, you were going to have a bunch of Generations books. It was going to lead to 5G. You ended up even having Generations stories starting, you know, the Batman deal was in the you know, Detective Comics. Was that 1027? Yeah, 1027. And then you end up having, you know, we also had a Wonder Woman one and a Flash one that didn't necessarily lead to this, but was setting up Wonder Woman's the first hero. We had all this set up and then 5G was canceled. Dan DeDeal gets fired, so these aren't going to be a thing. They end up not even talking about this generation's book. I actually even have a song about them ditching it at one point. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's how crazy it was that it seemed ditched. And then they just kind of, Hey, by the way, we're going to throw this out there. And when you're talking to people coming out of death metal, they didn't know if this was the important book. We talked about it the first time we talked about Generation Shattered. But I think that might have been on the Patreon, if I'm not mistaken. But even so, we ended up talking about it saying nobody knows this is big and is it big we didn't but it know felt but it felt big, big though it felt like a classic crisis it felt like what we wanted and just as an aside we've been wanting well, not even with a the-
1: classic this the idea that it was a blueprint of what we're going to get going forward with these characters well, these yeah. timelines and what and things that's mean. The thing.
0: at one point it was going to that that's the biggest problem with this 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 book and whether or not it's cobbled together of all the things and going on you were going to have a fifth generation of 5g where they were going to be the younger heroes and most of the heroes were gone and then something was going to fix that supposedly and we were going to get the idea where this is all dc trying to explain well how can we go with the full continuity from the beginning of batman but yet he's not old or how can wonder woman this they're actually answering a question that most people don't really care that much about And they just, you assume, I said, a lot of times we'll read. And and it's one of those things that when somebody starts reading comics, you start getting questions. Well, how come Batman could be on the Justice League and he's on Thanagar while in there? And you just have to go with it. This is the go with the flow. Yeah, and it's just comic book physics, comic book anything. You just have to go with it and think to yourself, well, he's doing that in his off deal and he's doing that. Even the idea where we'll sometimes bitch about, well, why doesn't he just call Superman? And they try to explain, well, Batman, he's got an his ego. City, his city, rules. Know? Yeah, stuff like that. And, and we can make it work. And we can make this work. I don't need a two-parter to tell me that the Batman is going to have all of his continuity. But what gets me here and why? what confuses <sighs> me with it, though, is the idea at the end of Death Metal, You end up having Wonder Woman say, I'm going to open up all the timelines. We need all the heroes, all the stories. The only way we can be great is remembering our greatness. Everything. And and even with the idea that everything matters in the hands and saying everything matters in a way. And I got an argument with people. At that point, it was everything matters, meaning the timelines opening and all the stories happen. That didn't necessarily mean where people are going now. Well, it probably will be the Wild West everything it matters in a way nothing does but with that you go from this and this is where i get angry and i know you're angry about this as well just because it should have been something better defined and and it kind of goes in with everything else what i get though is when we get the generation shattered boy that felt more of what we would expect coming out of death metal you know, because this it was the idea. Like the of opening idea, up,
1: this is the next generation that we're going forward after death metal. This is the opening, like rebirth. You know, the DC Universe special of rebirth was for the rebirth era of DC Comics. That's what that first issue of generation Shattered felt like. I'm like, oh my god, where is this going to take us? The sky's the limit at this point. And then ge- Generations forged number one. Oh, the. The no, limits right there at the bottom of the ground. Yeah, there's there's just going to deal
0: with things. Right, right and there. and oh. so when you, when you come out of, this is my thing where people are like, I'm not going to read this generation Shatter and Forge. And now maybe they were right, Eric, but still maybe. the idea of I only am going to read what's important now to death metal. But how can you really, if you're sitting there and you're mad at this, then I don't think anybody's mad really about this book, except me and disappointed. you but disappointed is better uh, because most are just like, ah, it's a side thing because DC hasn't pushed it. But, Tell me the connection of Wonder Woman going off and I'm going to make sure things are right with the hands and the quintessence. And then all of a sudden that leads to a possible future that we (sighs) might be able to avert earlier. So you're ending up coming out of this death metal with this huge thing. Things are going to change. We're going to open things up only to get a possible future that we're going to try to avoid and nothing. And, and so well, even this- the
1: idea where Wonder Woman sacrifices herself to be ascended to rewrite the multiverse She's and re- a ha- have it reformed there. in new, like in a new way that's never been seen before. And then when you jump into this, like the first one, the generation shadow number one, right away, and you see the timeline just being erased by yes. what they're calling the godness. I'm like, Oh my God, is this the point of the multiverse with it getting erased before it's remade? Is this is what is the catalyst for everything going forward? No, it's just Dominus. And even throwing out the character of Dominus, this character who hasn't been around since the late 90s, not even mentioned really, I don't think, but the idea we're going to bring him back and it's going to be a big deal because he was an all-powerful being that messed with Superman hardcore and we're going to do something special with him. Even by the end, I'm like, you, you didn't even do Dominus right. The character's no. motivation. You tried to make him a sympathetic character and have a picture of him and Kismet at the end. And a freaking, Without any you know, explanation. Behind, and, that's th- and that no, was exactly. bad. Yeah. They didn't talk about it at all. But people even the idea people are like,
0: wondering right now, who's Kismet? And that's yeah. the thing. Another I knew, ascended being I like Wonder you. Woman. And a real important thing to dominus like
1: dominus will do some really the now- only motivation for dominus yes.
0: and so when you end up having the only motivation for dominus who people don't even know dominus no. they think he's a new character but at the end you see just the portrait i i mean you're like really like why wasn't now this is how you could have connected it somehow with the idea where Wonder Woman, and we even thought that what it was going to be, the timeline opens. Maybe there's a little hyper time reaction. Maybe something's reacting with the timelines because you're overlapping some things. Things are changing. Whatever it could cause, you know, something that's going to blank everything out. Dominus being the one, though, it pulls it back. It doesn't feel as big, but you could have had Dominus just as a way that he recognized the timeline was fragile. But there's no connection. Y- you end up just reading this and then realizing, oh, this was just too. I'm telling
1: the thing is and it's the weirdest thing because this had to have been written for such a long while but like it was we have all I, these weird heard, characters yeah. all these weird characters coming together to be a team you know help save time while dominus is just essentially doing wandavision with himself so it almost really feels like holy shit that wandavision's coming yeah. out it's doing us let's I put know. that generations book out because it really feels like it's connected like dc's trying to do what marvel is on the tv because the thing is there's no reason for Dominus to do this from anything Ooh, you've seen him do previously. You don't need that, and really, like here we ha- here we have a character, a bad guy. At one point, he was in this religious order on an alien world, and he wanted to be ascended. And this is the whole like goal of this religious mm-hmm. order. And everybody thought Dominus was going to be ascended. His girlfriend, his lady love, like you know, she was ascended, became Kismet. This and this path of this light bringer, this beyond ascended being, and he was furious. He tried yeah. to get back at everyone. He used dark magic. He was banished to the Phantom Zone. One of you know superman's ancestors wouldn't build him a body in the phantom zone so he could come back and then he just wanted to murder her and steal her power to be ascended and all of a sudden here we are in this book part one and two or part one and another part one now we come into this and his greatest thing is to create a black and white a, a, you know a united states earth 50s style freaking sitcom yeah. looking thing I'm like why? where's the connection to this alien religious order dude who became a madman and just wanted to be ascended? I don't understand how that relates to a 50s Leave it the Beaver type era in yeah. um, on Earth, in America. And,
0: and quite frankly, uh, as you're going through, you kind of lose interest, in my mind, with Dominus anyway. You see his M.O. You're, they're trying to make him a sympathetic character. What I'm Why? looking still <laughs> is connections of timelines and what's going on. And now they just start playing games i mean it ends up feeling like yeah this wasn't as connected as i thought obviously it isn't but they're they're playing games with you know super buoyant steel together and then you get this and and it's okay but it's it's not great and it it ended up it was disappointing to me because i really wanted it to be more connected with what we have now with all of that basically you're going to have a period of time of and you know we're all reading the books get fresh crew listening beep boop here We've, we've dealt with like a year, maybe a year and a half of time that later on we'll probably be able to read about the nonsense that went on. I mean, there was turmoil going on at DC where everybody had their own ideas going. And then at one point, it pretty much was just thrown into a jar and they're, they're drawing well, just numbers. just
1: imagine things going into what we're dealing with right now, where you had uh, Jeff Johns slowly putting together Doomsday Clock to be the next thing that changes, you know, the DC universe up. And then it's not panning out. So then we have Scott Snyder coming out. He's going to do death metal. It's going to be the next thing that leads into it. And in the background, you have Dan DiDio, who's really pushing his 5G card. Concept to really open. So you have all these opposing forces that are trying and to you have push that. it and, all and together to a door and hope then,
0: it all works out in the end. Then you have Scott Snyder pretty much saying, I don't want anything to do with 5G and my death metal is not going to lead to it because then that caused the path. Like there's a lot going on with this. And you can even go, like metal came out. DC was kind of, you know, in a little disarray. They're trying to find a focus, trying to find a path. And that was huge. Hey, so, people like
1: that Batman. So and then you Let's get some more depth, of that. And
0: that's where. You're you're almost setting up your blueprint to your next big thing only by going, "Hey, uh, let's see what's selling. Let's fudge this," and it it was diminishing returns again in my mind and. As we will find out next week, they kind of are just going with, even with future state and stuff of the idea, well, here is the, it's not the linear verse. It's not the omniverse. What they are fashioning is the money verse, Eric, yeah, whatever yeah, sells yeah. will continue and they'll fudge that shit in any way they can. And that's what it seems. And this whole thing Thank deal, God. That's
1: the verse we've been in all along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and so, and we're going back and, and one of the things that people will yell and scream about all the time is that idea of reboot. Now, a lot of people, you ended up getting so angry. Rebirth came. It wasn't a reboot. It was a rebirth. No. It was a yeah. promise. It was, let's get back to the flavor that you know got us big. Let's get back to the, the legendary. D-. And people were, oh, that's a reboot. So when you end up having, oh, we hear they're going to reboot, people flip out. There's times when maybe that's the best way to do it because they keep fudging just a little. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, yeah. this isn't a reboot, but. We're gonna have Superman reborn. What does that mean? I don't know. Hey, let's yeah. do this. Oh, we'll, we'll change that. Hey, why is the continuity all screwy? I don't know. I mean, it, it kept going like that. Now, with that, it was obvious very quick after rebirth it started going down. I still say the end was Heroes in Crisis, which pretty much you get the poster child of rebirth, and you end up making a murder. But still, things were falling apart. They were fraying at the edges with continuity, with stories. Things started treading water, and we even said. They should have a time crisis. Me and you talked about this a lot. Where people were starting to remember things, whatever. This could have been it. Well, that's I like, mean, this like really... zero
1: hour was time crisis. So let's have like time crisis too. Let's electric yeah, boo boo yeah, with the shit. Yeah, really. And
0: you know, you don't always have to have a reboot, but if you're going to open up the Hell, timeline to make have, everything in happens
1: our, in the current continuity that we're talking about with what we wanted to go forward, we even have a how Jordan Parallax from a previous timeline still in there. the universe in this continuity yeah. from Convergence. Yeah, and
0: you have that. You could have done done it. Again, after death metal, what they end up doing here is say, oh, well, we're not rebooting. We're going to get back to the regular books, but they might give hints to this possible future that's part of an omniverse that includes a linear verse. And what you're doing is you're you're adding shit on shit. Uh, Unfortunately, I hate to say it like that, but. Things are getting overly complicated. And you know what? That usually leads to Eric? a reboot because you've got too complicated. you got two things that are all over the place. And this book really is the stupidest thing idea of, hey, you want to see why Batman isn't 80 years old like he was going to be in 5G? No. <laughs> because, again, 5G was supposed to be that Batman was 80. They were going to have to have a way to pull that out. That was this this was going to then go out of this. Even looking at
1: this whole thing with the, the ending being, you know, wave rider talking to the golden age, Batman, like you, you are a part of the, what we call the linear verse. And I'm like, why is wave rider outside of this whole thing? And why don't you don't have know. a wave rider? But anyway, wave Rider is talking about that You're part of the linear verse. You're going to age. So you're going to have grand adventures. You're going to go out through all the decades and be a young man and do this and have fun Batman. I'm like, this is why we had crises going on so we yeah. could explain this. Well, the idea the that you're making is, him yeah. go through now and saying like you know he goes through no no he wouldn't have aged this way exactly. Earth, that's what we have Earth but that's one the and Earth problem two. with it with this whole
0: deal with what them everything matters and then Earth they're zero they're starting to confuse themselves of what they can do because you end up having the idea where no the the timeline's completely open but they never explain what does that mean for Crisis on Infinite Earths. What does that mean for the, because unfortunately for that some of the characters have big moments in those. Like some of the things well, the that, weirdest the biggest part things is that, that you have these.
1: And if they wanted to say down the line, well, "Hey, we have this really cool thing called a linear verse now, so we could take you know characters from any quick, timeline right? and doing all this different stuff." Mike, you also opened up a new multiverse. So yeah. You could have any of these time periods the be problem. its own universe, and yeah. you could do anything you want instead of saying linear verse, which it's, it's weird or with though. Wave Rider, but again, of time in this other universe.
0: I think that they're doing this for you. And it's failing, Eric, because they don't wanna have you say, Oh, that's out they just wanna fudge the idea that everything I mean, everything matters means you gotta buy everything because nothing's else worlds anymore, because it's all this one thing. But we'll still have an else worlds. In fact we'll have an omniverse. I think that's I'm one of the call biggest world, else worlds. I think shit one out of you. the biggest problems is the idea that you have this book separated from the whole deal with future state. Future state you end up in a spot where nothing's really defined or whatever. But if you kind of combine a deal where in the future state, somebody realizes, shit's bad. Like, this isn't good. Let's fix it. And then you had that and then explain the opening time. Like, whatever. But they're throwing things at you in the same weeks. And it's, it's not hitting well because people are confused. People are making fun of it. It is what they're really doing. I don't know that we're ever going to really hear the name Linearverse that much i think that it's just the There's concept no to hear it. <laughs> i think it's just the concept of again where i can sit there and go well what do you mean the the timeline's open and batman's not 80 well just think do you want that you even say no. who wants that so you just go with it and but they don't want to have it well that's earth
1: two, and that's they just want it all in but one big thing pie. Is- They have just recreated the multiverse with an unlimited amount of Earths you can do anything with. Why not do that? (laughs)
0: Yeah, because I think they don't want to call books Elseworlds anymore. I think that they don't sell as well. It
1: would still be an Elseworlds because we have to go to a linear verse outside our own one to do it. Well, I think
0: that what they're saying is now with the time, like the timeline supposedly, and this was the big the big thing in Metal, when we get back, the timeline's open. Everything's happened. So the idea where Batman's not 80, he ages different. That's the linear verse. You just it's it's answering a question that nobody asked because Batman's continuity was supposed to always be open. But they end up with all the stuff. So when they go and they say, oh, we have this guy and they're like, he's not in the, the rebirth continuity. That's not a thing anymore. They'll just go must be linear verse. And you have anything. This is the everything matters in a so book I feel that like the linear everybody's verse is a
1: Different universe and what we're yeah, actually I don't dealing think so. With. I, because I, you even have Wave Rider, who seems to be our Wave Rider, talking about how you're a different universe, what we call the linear verse. Yeah, I just think that it's the whole timeline because the
0: idea of him explaining Batman, everything you've had happen, it happens, and you just age different. And even with the things in this, like, oh, that yellow lantern blast really is cool. Also, I don't even know if this book matters. I don't even think it. I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't (laughs) even think they're going to reference it. But the idea where people started talking about, and like I said, I'll keep going back to the rumors of 5G, was when they open up the timeline at the end of Death Metal, Wonder Woman opens it up, everybody was supposed to age right. Batman was supposed to be 80, you know, Dick Grayson. was And that's why you had a 5G. You needed these younger heroes to take place of decrepit assholes. And they're like, hey, I'll do this. And so when they would end that, they had to open it up so that, you know, they had all the characters back. But without 5G, this really doesn't make much sense. And yeah. it just happens. And you end up really throwing a lot of things in there, even though they're like, we can't tell Commandee the future. He's kind of seen it. I oh, mean, there's God, a lot going related. on. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, related. It doesn't matter. It, yeah, doesn't matter. it it doesn't matter to any of these characters. I love Even the that idea too. that.
1: We have these characters all together, some for months at a time because of the way that they're stuck in the weird timelines, different from anybody else. It doesn't matter the longer – their minds aren't altered by the end, so they all have the knowledge of what they would have from yeah. this weird, you know, They're almost like these- out
0: of time at this point. Exactly. And, yeah, and, and it, it doesn't threw me off. matter,
1: though, with any of it at all. Even the idea that Dr. Light, in one part, she saved the planet Krypton for a few more months so Clark Kent or Kal-El could be born. Instead, of like – Did it really have to be that way? Did she have to be a part of this? Because it doesn't matter. We know that it turned out okay for Superman. Yeah. And it's one of those things, though. It's like... Oh, my God. Steel inspired Superboy to be a hero, even though he was already a hero in the Legion of Superheroes? Get the hell out of here. Yeah,
0: really? The thing that made me laugh, and we'll get into it in just a second. The thing that made me laugh is... Am I a good man, Steel? Can't tell you that, boy. I'm like, you can't just say yes. <laughs> you can't say yeah. I mean, I get the idea that you don't want to obviously, tell me guys, but do not Obviously, you are a good that.
1: man. I am wearing your symbol on my iron chest, okay? Yeah. Come on. Uh, it just made me laugh so much. Bro. And he he comes off as just – he makes me laugh because
0: he's such a cute little boy. <laughs> am I a good boy? Driving <laughs> around his in his Gilligan's boy? Island car. Oh, I love that also. Just as that, because you told me that ahead of time. I'm like, or is it land of the lost, Eric? <laughs> because it's you Joe got the Island. dinosaurs. You got the dinosaurs going. <laughs> Where's Chaka? Uh, give us the blurb there.
1: Generations Forge, number one, written by Dan Jergens, Robert Van Ditti, and Andy Schmidt, with art by Mike Perkins, Marco Santucci, Paul Pelletier, Norm Ratman, Bernard Chang, Joe Prado, Colleen Duran, Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, Dan Jergens, Kevin Nolan, Hi-Fi, and Tom Napolitano. Our linear verse heroes are stuck in different parts of shattered time and have to make their way back together again at the vanishing point so they can take on the now-sympathetic character of Dominus and restore time as it once was or how it works in this universe. This time-spending tale that felt really big and important in the first-generation Shattered Issue, now feels kind of thrown together as our heroes just fight between different people in different eras before coming together and easily defeating Dominus and restoring time and explaining what the universe is and how it works. It
0: doesn't matter! Yeah, and, and the thing about it is that it, that first issue was cool. And yeah, it was a gathering of a team, but it was funny to see Kamandi screw up. and it, it, Oh yeah, it felt but the big. thing is, did he screw up? well, he did, but he didn't. I mean, you end up where every hero, I guess, everything matters. Eric...
1: Think about the idea. We have an aged Booster Gold who goes to the Great Disaster Era. He ends up getting killed and gives Skeets the, the, the liquid metal gauntlet Skeets to Commandy to continue his quest. Go throughout time and gather the best heroes that you have in order to stop this gauntness and whatever's causing it. And Commandy doesn't. With the Order of Skeets going back and saying, you know, you have to get the most powerful. And he is just grabbing people at the end. At the end of that first issue, that gauntlet Outlet of skeets is damaged, can't work anymore, and it's gone throughout the first half. All of a sudden, we get back to Vanishing Boy. It's talking; he has it back on again. I, it just it seemed came like back time out resets
0: that way, but it didn't. It, it was weird. And and with that, that first issue, I was enjoying. I mean, it felt it felt like it it fit everything. This is a bit disjointed, even though well, even think you, think you just about get the a concept. formula. Well, the get
1: concept a- alone, where we know we saw our heroes separated through three different timelines, and they're paired off, while the freaking, you know. That Dominus's linear men of villains so that he got together to go for some reason to go grab them and th- that even felt forced in and out of nowhere. But we are in the Silver Age of uh, Krypton. We're in prehistoric Thanagar, and where's the other one? We're at what's this whole thing? I can't remember. future. Wrong.
0: We're tri- there with the uh, oh, the, and we're in Electric O-M- City of time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have
1: wait, these wait, three eras. Oh,
0: each one of them, except I mean, I know. Here's the thing. It, it makes me laugh. It's like there's Krypton, but we like oh, but it's it's before. That's okay. But then when you Silver go oh, Thanagar. Thanagar. <sighs> Danegar, um, oh, prehistoric Danagar, Prehistoric Danagar. Danagar. we got City. dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> like, we got really? building a friends with Electric oh, City, and this, God, is this whole Electric idea City. where... It's just our heroes going around and saying and that's doing different thing. things that have nothing to do with our they story. They don't have to do hand. with anything. What they're, they're doing is surviving.
0: They're surviving, and then each one has their little wow moment. Oh my god! There they are at Silver Age Krypton, and Laura has not had the baby Supermans yet. And so you do that. Then you're like, oh my god! There's Omek. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, and then these things. And then the worst though is the formula is. Let's get the linear man that go there. You're going to have some characters. They're going to announce themselves. They're going to fight. the
1: time stealers. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah.
0: Then they're going to realize, oh, no. (laughs) Dominus set us up. We're going to help you. And then they kind of – Because even
1: when we (laughs) talked about it in the the first issue, I was really compelled because it really seemed like like Dominus maybe – you know, mind whammy them, did something along the lines, but the, like the whole idea of him getting some earlier versions of these villains to come together. And even like, you know, Artemis, what if you want to call her an anti-hero at this point in time, but this whole idea where he got the earliest point of these heroes. So they would be easier to like, you know, manage because they are naive to what they're doing. And I'm like getting them together. I'm, like That seemed like a really cool concept that you and I were talking about it. It's not brought up once here at all. So the idea of it until it's like, okay, we're here to kill you because Dominus says so because you're doing stuff to time. Dominus is going to kill you too. What? The hell you say oh no i'm oh, on your side no. guy the
0: gauntlet doesn't work we can't get here this Until is a suicide Even mission. the idea
1: that we have all of these things going on with these characters having to get back together at vanishing Boy, and they have all these varying degrees of how they have to do it freaking dr white has to you know suck on the energy of the red sun of krypton in order to talk to like you know touch to the temporal variances that domus created in order to get back Freaking steal, all he does is take one of this time stealer's gauntlets and says, I fixed it. Yeah, yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> That's all he does. He's in a freaking coconut car and prehistoric. And right and go, no problem.
0: The professor would have been able to do that. I, I would, uh, it'd be My funny. You
1: couldn't patch a boat.
0: John keeps running off. Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to find Mr. House money. He's just going off. Where's Lobby? <laughs> And <laughs> they they turn the deal and the B Sharps are playing their little concert. You end up with the honeybees. The, idea, the honeybees. Yeah, that is what it was. There. Where's the B Sharps from? I don't even That's remember. That's the Simpsons. Uh, that was. So you end up with the whole deal going on where the first one was intriguing. And I think that this is supposed to be fun, but it's not. It, it's just it's kind of scenes throw together and it goes on way too long. It really does. I do like Steel and Young Superboy together i do like that even though like i said Superboy, am i gonna go up to with a great guy i can't tell you i'm not gonna tell you nothing yeah, and, yeah, and he's Ken. like you'll, you'll oh man and he's like oh well i'll just tell you you and so couldn't you just say yes yeah you're you're a pretty good guy i mean there, you're, there you you're go right, buddy like yeah you're good like that, that would have ruined everything uh you know the idea where they're also everybody seems to know about commandy but him but it's okay for everybody else to know. But it, it's just, what is that going to do? Oh my God, Omax, my my uncle or grandfather, and he's Grandpa. like, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, who who cares? You know, what's the deal? And so you have this where, again, you have scenes like, oh my God, you know, Krypton is going to explode. You know, you have Doctor Light. I love the science, and yep, you're right, it's going to explode. You have about like 48 hours. Oh no, I'm pregnant with the Superman's. I'm never we'll going to be imagine. able to hold our kid.
1: Here you are in Silver Age's Krypton kind of thing, so you get all the classic, you know, freaking Silver Age looks of, like, General Zod and Jor-El and all just the Kryptonian people, and you start out with them, you know, our heroes being arrested, beaten, stuff like that, Jor-El shows up, no, 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 you can't do that, and pretty much you just have Starfire go screw off with Commandy for a while, you know, while Commandy sulks, and Dr. Light's all fascinated with the Kryptonian technology, I'm like, we're not doing anything with any of these characters. And eventually Commandee's we set Starfire and Commandy just going and fighting the, the time stealers or the linear men, the Dominus, like, sent after him.
0: Legitimately, Commandy goes through this issue just like, oh, my God, flying cars. And then he goes, oh, my God, water fountains. Oh, my God, then, hamburgers.
1: He, he's just going around. And his gauntlet's back, and he's fine. Yeah.
0: And, and the idea was that he ran away. He abandoned us. What a jerk, And Starfire! I'm gonna get that asshole. And then it's like, I wasn't being a jerk. Do you like me? No. <laughs> and then they fight people, and and nothing really hits. You don't have anything because the the bad part of this is, you know, we know that things are gonna work out, right? So you, that's right away, and that's a comic booky thing. That again, you have to have the suspension of disbelief, but nothing's happening. Yeah, you have the undo ness. You know, it's coming the in, there. yeah. It's coming in—the undoingness. It's coming in in waves, and it, you never get the idea of, oh my God, if Baby Superman isn't born, what's going to happen? Because nothing seems to happen. It's not like John then, or not John. It's actually Clark. Superboy's like yeah, he yeah. disappears, or he's because. That they're out of time seemingly like all of so, a sudden
1: you expect him to be like a marty mcfly that's going what i'm like, waiting oh for man i hope yeah. and that's the thing is is he even the clark kent of I the silver know. age era of this well, whole that's thing the for problem. how it works out and i guess he would be for the way the super I think he would, would be, be introduced yeah and
0: he's going to you know his whole thing is he was snapped up uh when he was with the legion in the legion and yeah. so you have all this but with that you never get
1: that you know what i mean but you, no,
0: you it, need it, a couple characters happen. that maybe it would happen so that you're like oh my god they better well, even things. with
1: that you have these these weird shattered pieces of time that just seem to be you know hanging around so Dominus can you know use those to reinforce his own made-up time you know he's getting rid of time so he can take the time that's left and make his own little piece of paradise right there These shattered piece of time the godness is still coming it even kills kid nemesis a bunch of other people just takes them away while our heroes try to find their way back to vanishing boy and like i said before we have varying degrees of how we're going to get back to vanishing point where Dr. Light, uh, Kimio, freaking goes and says, you know what? I am going to pull in the power of Krypton's red sun and ch- like, you know, use that energy to t- touch the temporal variances and stuff like that and get us there. Then we have our other heroes at Electric City. They go and transport themselves to OMAC and convince OMAC to let them use him. Yeah, Brother order- Eye. I'm sorry, yeah, not yeah. OMAC. Brother Eye. The, the whole Brother Eye situation.
0: There, you say that. And the thing is, it's such a A plus B equals H when you get to that because you're like, well, there's Omex. They so have this and they get that. Brother Eye? What's Brother Eye? Everybody's all confused. Sinestro's. Well, just the like, ends What do we do?
1: We, we, we take some Brother Eye wires and put it in the booster gold's gauntlet and attach freaking, you know, Sinestro's green lantern. Okay, we got there. <laughs> oh and then you steal in prehistoric Thetigar, Fix the gauntlet. I'm good. Yeah. And and that's the
0: funniest thing, where you end up having it so that you have steel oh, just slouches. and Superboy. Thank God have steel. Yeah, really. In this, yeah, if he wasn't there, it's big trouble. Uh, as the ungettingness, Eric. That's some. I'm just going to call it something different. The side, unbecoming. But they, if if Dominus didn't send his linear men or his time. They, they would have Done. died. They would have died. He like, screwed up. Why
1: would you? And the thing is, at least some of them would have, but the whole idea is the goneness is still coming. And Dominus with his whole grand plan of, going to erase all of time and whatever time's left, but he used to make my own little slice of paradise here. And I'm also going to, live out my leave it the beavers black and white 50s sitcom american lifestyle for some, some reason oh my god you assholes made it back and now i'm gonna have to you know, get rid of this paradise for now become a giant freaking godlike monster you're gonna go inside me somehow we're gonna find a portrait the power of me him him and behind yeah, yeah. that portrait you're gonna find a turbine in there to k- transport like to transform chronal energy into altered matter i'm like You Shut the fuck up comic book
0: I'm telling you they're like writing like get this At the end it'll be like a Dorian Gray Situation with this portrait It'll be awesome and you're like what's going on And I said luckily I knew What was kind of going on with The portrait because you had told me and I think that I'll actually put that audio that's going to be a video as well. I might put it in this as well, so people will know as well because it does spell that out. But it actually made me angry that I knew because then I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? And and even when they get to it's
1: Dominus, it's almost like an and, Easter egg for anybody who actually had just happened to read anything of Dominus before. But it doesn't most have any people relevance. People don't even know what this is. Yeah,
0: no, and. You know, you get this idea of, okay, like,
1: Was Dominus's wife and kids, was that supposed to be Kismet before I know. they became, she became ascended because and, and you have no talk of that. It
0: doesn't look like it. It's almost like he's no. like, "And that Kismet ditched me, so I got to have this family. And even, even the
1: if- idea when you have Kismet on there, it's her ascended form, not even yeah, how yeah. they looked on their home planet.
0: No. So he's doing that, and even when they get there, they get to the the house and in this deal, and they start fighting, and the kids are all screaming, and and they feel bad for this, and they Daddy, almost do. Why? At one point, the kid goes all ballistic. The girl, she's shooting Blaze, and that I'm like, what is going she's on? Now, right? yeah, she's got laser eyes. she And, and his batman she's directly. A low on his ass. At the last second, I see that asshole burning, but then you see, oh my God, Sinestro put up. No, there was no shield. I see burning Batman here.
1: Well, and even when the- I was looking at this whole thing before, thinking about, like, because I had some problems where I really liked the First Issue, but things didn't make sense. When our heroes were fighting Dominus and the other linear men, at one point, you had steel's armor melting around him. He's into the ground. And then when you get to the next part, oh, he's fine. And they're like, yeah. let's we'll continue on with Again, that. This, this is, is a weird story. The whole story. There's a linear progression, literally reverse, but uh, nothing is going in any kind no of like, you know, linear mode of here.
0: It's supposed to mean, it doesn't. And then uh, you get freaking Drew Barrymore fire starter. That's what she looks like. Yeah. She she sets him on fire, but he's not. And what then a boring you end movie. Up, you end up with, you know, Dominus and then screaming. I did like, like, the stuff that was leading, when you first start, like, we liked the last issue. We were actually real oh, shocked I how much know. we What's liked it. What's going on with Dominus in yeah. this
1: weird black and white WandaVision world that he's living in?
0: And it was cool at the beginning when his son comes in. He's like, Daddy, what are you doing? What are these people? He's like, this never happened. And he reminds no, well, that's time. That's the
1: thing is he keeps reshaping time to yeah. suit his needs where his son didn't, didn't actually walk in on him being an evil genius in the basement.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then his daughter hurts herself and he's going to do this. So you get this symp- sympathetic deal with it, but – I'm sitting there thinking, okay, is he stealing the time to just fix boo-boos? Because it seems like a lot of time being changed to just do that. And, well, and with that, at the end, they just go inside him.
1: I, yeah, nothing makes tell sense. Tell me more. They well, they even the idea where we have back, to do Eric. this whole thing, we have our team going to advance on Dominus' house and family, <laughs> and we're going to send Batman in first to be a little diversion while the rest of the heroes come in around him and attack him full on because they've got to stop this. But even before we get to that point we have Starfire and Commandy sitting there and freaking, you know, in uh, Krypton talking about I think that Dominus is a sympathetic guy. Did you look at his eyes upstairs? Yeah. How the hell would you get any idea that this Dominus who has destroyed all of time and space is a sympathetic character? Especially because even Com- Commandy's saying uh, this. Because he saw his eyes, but it's his soul. It doesn't make any sense to anything else that That's Dominus has man. ever done. They are yeah. forcing it to the point where Commandy is just saying and he has no reason to say Seriously. it.
0: Seriously. Why isn't any of these being sent somewhere where you have Kismet, you have the, you know, the ascension? You see any of this that would tie into, oh my God, I see what he's after. And if you're going to go by the end and just attack him, but then feel bad for him, but then make him disappear, but you don't know where he went, have it so that you you set something up like a black mercy, not black mercy in particular, but something where you end up doing something where he does think that he's with you know if that's what you want because well even even
1: when the last time he was around he was actually trapped because he like you know altered time around superman pretty much created a dream world where Mm -hmm. superman was on krypton to try to mess with him but superman was doing this on purpose because on krypton he could get a phantom zone projector where he shot dominus with it and he was trapped inside of a phantom zone within a dream that he created and could never get out yeah that's crazy the idea and it's it is crazy it's the whole idea like how did Dominus get out? What's going on with the multiverse that the, he's allowed to get out now? Because I'm interested in this. And all you get is WandaVision and him having a slice and, of and heaven. And I'm that's like
0: that's the thing. Let, let, if you're going to tie it in. Do this. If you're going to tie it in the death metal end and Wonder Woman's changing things, that could end up breaking down a lot of walls that keep people in Especially. prison. and would have been a cool deal. That
1: especially would have been especially because good deal. we just got done with the whole idea of wonder woman ascending which is his main motivation you have this right at the same moment i'm like you better tie this in because it makes complete and that sense that would be great and that
0: the that idea when they open up the timeline and everything matters a version of him is the one that is not in the phantom he got zone out of the dream deal. of the he phantom got out zone of the dream deal and now finds out that wonder woman ascended they left them behind again even though you know whatever wonder Woman, but it's still somebody ascending have them be pissed off and he's just going to destroy things while like i said he can sense that the timeline is reforming it's at its weakest point things aren't going even at at the end of death metal
1: when wonder woman is told by the cosmic hands about how we're going to do this but there's going to be there's going to be this weird threat that's going to be coming and you need to be here to protect and stuff like that I thought because of how comic books come out and how we're telling a story, a linear story, that Dominus might have been that threat. It doesn't yeah. seem to be, though.
0: And this could have been a fight to just – yeah, it, it's outside of things because you are outside of time doing this. But this could have been the book where they are fighting to get a linear timeline, not just at the end. It's a linear verse, whatever. I'm just saying the main thing. If we want to get back to our regular books next week, they have to win the day here. And then that would also even – possibly revert this stuff from the future state because that's a bad puzzle i don't know but it it do something it could have been bigger it could have really just do something and yet it seemed as if they're like hey we we have that shattered and forged shit still in the drawer yeah put it out there it kind of fits we got the wandavision shit and the timeline talk let's set it out there because i really liked that wandavision world at first and then it just became nothing it just yeah. became nothing. I and, wanted
1: to know more. And then they didn't give me any more and just didn't make any sense. And then I look and the, the little boy's me, Eric. He was going to be a nice father,
0: finally. And it was my dad. And it does look like Brian Michael Bendis, which makes me laugh. Like, he's fucked up the timeline, right, Eric? Because he always does. But, yeah, even with that, like I say, that, so you, you end up getting all these, like, not wow moments, but everybody has their their moment. When you're in the time, the one thing with Superboy, he has got to tell you a hundred times he doesn't have his powers. You end up having Steel say that, so that you can have Nemesis Boy try to get it to allow Superboy to punch him as a real boy, because he doesn't have powers. And then I'm like, that was the setup for all of this. It was just so he could punch Nemesis Boy in the gut, and then they they get away. Like you said, a gauntlet that's there that was shut down, but now.
1: I'm telling you, It, it wasn't there the entire issue. Once we get back to vanishing point and they start fighting, it's back again and there's no talk about it at all. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" I actually I'm telling you, I'm reading this, I'm like, "When did that come back?" I had to go back to the entire book to find out if it was there and it wasn't. Yeah. And then
0: you end up, you know, and a they hey, uh, we got to go get they figure out that there's this pocket dimension type deal going this time, displacement deal with the one division and they're like, "Well, we should send one person in, and they'll be the spearhead. And I'm like, just go and get them. And Batman goes in. We do we this? There.
1: I was thinking about this when I was going over the book again before the podcast tonight, so I could, like, you know, know some stuff again. But uh, this idea, where for some, it's it's a forced situation to try to get you that moment. But when we use Doctor Light here and Sinestro to create a beam to hurt, you know, you know, Dominus and like Sinestro is like, oh my, Yellow Lantern light. A I have to remember this. Beam. I started sitting here thinking to myself, you know, if we ever use Kimio Doctor Light again and like, you know, did anything with her, the idea that she could harness the entire emotional spectrum based on her light powers, I'm like, that could be really fucking cool. That would we're be. We're never cool. going to see that shit. No, yet. no, we're not
0: going to see <laughs> it. I, I just
1: want to know why the hell we're going to have you know Sinestro blast her with a green lantern ring so she can amplify the power with her own light powers, and it becomes a yellow <laughs> lantern fear power. You know, like I, I don't understand why that would happen. It's just another forced mm-hmm. moment in this to like, you know. Oh, man, I'm going to have to remember that. I'm like, shut up, Sinestro. I'm just to stop
0: it. I like the the prequel deal of this where we're going to go back and see how Dominus and Kismet, who painted the painting. I'm going sit in painting. It takes a while to paint. Uh, but then you go back to the vanishing point, and then everybody's going to be returned to their timeline. And it's, you know, this is basically... The victory last. And you know. even in oh, here this, we I don't
1: even think Dominus knows that she became Strange Visitor later on no, at no. the end, like, you know, the whole thing. And when, then we had that, new, like, you know, that, you know, Superwoman esque character, Strange Visitor. I think last we saw her was in a Steve Orlando's Supergirl series. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to have him say something like, I wish I knew where she was. She's like a strange like, – wow. he did it. Wow, that'd be he, well, one those do- forced things. They're doing it throughout all Could this. i going have to I mean, remember that yellow, yellow bean. I'm telling you, yellow <laughs> bean? I mean, it, it basically is just that throughout the whole deal. Uh, and yeah, it, it well, way not, it's in fact – Just imagine that. Not it's only safe, that
1: because we defeat Dominus. He gets – trapped in his own mind of the painting kind of nonsense outside of time and because of that the goneness is reversed and all of time is just neatly put back to where it was and everybody who was taken away before they have been put back as well and now we have to get you guys back to your own time and by the way batman linear verse yeah you you we're gonna
0: send you guys back but you guys aren't gonna age like normal and and uh, we gotta explain how comic timing And di- like no you don't you like, don't even have to do like just send them back. this
1: the characters have coming together, like, you know, Dr. Light here and stuff like that, because of the crisis, which altered all these things together. So you don't need the linear verse. Even when he's leaving, good Wave writers like, here, take this communication in case there's a crisis that winds up Batman. I'm like, you can't, you're not even taking crises out of the situation because you know they're coming. Yeah, and but it that's, doesn't yeah, make any I sense know. to make a linear version of this because you dealt with it. But back again, when the crisis when they, happened when they, and they made first, it make
0: sense. When they first announced the timeline was open, that's what they said. No crisis that they're, they're out out of the game they didn't affect anything and this is the book that they're trying to make it work and you didn't need to do that they're just they're doing too much to make something work that people didn't really care of that much about all you have to say is you know everything matters and you're going to write stories but it's of course it does Jim because at the end of this
1: it doesn't say at the end it says
0: the beginning i got that that last page they did like three weeks ago <laughs> they're like we got to get something in there and oh my god wait. i
1: feel like this page was the first thing that was done for I don't any know. of
0: this i'm telling you you're really gonna tell me with a straight face eric that dick grayson becomes nightwing i don't believe it i don't <laughs> believe it it can't happen uh, but yeah, you get these things. All, right, all
1: right. Let's talk about this then. We have the original Supergirl then, okay? She dies in the crisis on Infinite Earth to the point where then we reboot the universe and the multiverse, get rid of all that stuff. So then we can reintroduce her in the early 2000s because then it makes sense because you didn't have a Supergirl after the world was recreated. How does any of that work?
0: They're just going to say now, like I said, what's what they were saying at first was you're just going to get the best version of every character and they remember everything. So there's Supergirl here like, so, man, I so died.
1: It's it's like the Rebirth special and Jeff Johns just said, is. this That's is the best is. version of Wally West That's there what you're going to get.
0: And so with that, you could say Heroes in Crisis didn't happen with Wally. If you were going to do what they were going to do. Uh, but they're they're mixing and matching here and getting these things. But, I just, but
1: where did Barry go for all that time for Wally to become the Flash? He was just walking around. He went to walkabout. He was an outback. Garrett. He was, <laughs> he was doing on a force things. quest. <laughs> he, a,
0: he was doing a force quest. He came back, didn't find shit uh but yeah, with that it 's like here 's the thing this is I how it, this is how it got in my mind of how they were going to do it. It was almost like, I have my past, you have yours we it's have true. this we have this combined thing let 's not talk about the combined thing i 'm just going to remember the stuff that I did and I like, and then we 'll just kind of meld it in it It really feels like it 's something just again for the here and now where You start asking because even with a reboot, say a new 52, where you're like, wait, how did this happen if Superman didn't die yet? Like, there's never going to be a right answer. It's never going to work. So I think this linear verse is really the throw shit at the wall verse and and you don't worry about it. The worst part. But somebody like you worries about it. So it
1: will work if there is some thought put behind it. No, there's no fucking. That's what
0: I think they're they're doing. They're saying we don't want to really have thought. So I'm telling you, we're going to get people who will you know we're at episode 510 and we're like wait That's a right. second that doesn't work and they're like must be the linear verse <laughs> he'll still be saying it it basically must what, be was,
1: frontier. what
0: was superman reborn because we never found out but people were going with it and you just kind of fudge it you know we're like eh, what what at happened least to something superman, we could say Eric? something
1: what happened to his? Cyborg death? Superman was killed by Mister Oz Girrell, and the not thing is, now, now Eric, exactly, and I, no, 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 I'm okay with <laughs> it know. because characters have come back after Death Metal. So, like, not only that, Cyborg Superman, he was he was taken up by Hank Henshaw again, anyway. But yeah, we'll the one I was thinking about was now. Metallo can finally come back now because well, nobody can. remembers that Mister Oz killed him. Yeah, but the problem is.
0: This kind of in my mind and with the the everything matters, you know, mantra that I keep getting when I'm there. Well, what about this and that? And we're in the slack and you get people like, well, everything matters. I'm like, that's not an answer. And I'm going to slice you. Uh, But (sighs) the idea of this is this to me is that, okay, we need writers to get here. A lot of writers are bailing. A lot of writers are going to do their own, you know, create our own things. And maybe you end up having say. You know, a big writer, "Hey, I'd love to write Batman, but I had this story, and they're like, "Well, you can't, you don't know this i am, yeah, I'm, I'm done." Now they're just like, eh, fuck it, just come over and write whatever you want, and we'll go with it. And that's what it seems. It seems to be a ticket to laziness, Eric, <laughs> so they could just write whatever, but if it ends up working out better stories, then hey, then, then I'm in. But a lot of times that's not what happens with this stuff. It just gets convoluted and it gets confusing. And if anything's going to lead to a full-out reboot, it's going to be this stuff because things are just going to not make sense DC,
1: to people. dcyou Also,
0: if I ended up talking to people and saying, okay, give me, like, the landscape, because they're already doing, like, you know just in general in our world deal you know, digitals then that's there that's a black label you have too many things going on that already are crazy to throw an omniverse and a linear verse together into it well, not to only confuse that, people but the, even more but the
1: two centers of the multiverse now the else world and whatever yeah. the other thing is like, and the, even the, the idea other one. that they're calling it the center of the multiverse is throwing me off cuz i'm sitting here but that should be the rock of eternity and the sphere of the gods and i'm sitting here like the way that, that I'm like i need a new multiversity guidebook map is what I need to figure all this shit out. <laughs> that's mm. what I need Omniversity. No, no, yeah. what did, what did Jeff Johns call our the uh, the metaverse the For the metaverse. Doomsday Clock? That yeah. that's what this the Ellis World yeah, and the and other and twin of we it didn't it even is, talk the metaverse about that,
0: because then you had Doomsday Clock at one point <laughs> yeah. was going to change things well, that's and then he said, delayed yeah. it. So you end up where you've had that that gets thrown in, like I said at the very beginning, just the jumbled nonsense of what they're trying to make. And and instead of just saying we gotta start with a fresh deal, boom, fresh start, Eric. No, we're just going to try to make it all work together by just throwing shit out there, and it's everybody's confused. Everybody's confused, and other people are just making fun of all this because it's just nonsense. It's just terms. And, (laughs) and yeah, and that's the problem is a lot of people are, like, we love the new 52. I love it because that's where I came in. Number ones, it was great for me. I got oh, issues. People make fun of the 90s. I love the 90s yeah. era comic books. And I'm just saying to be able to come in with a fresh start. And rebirth, uh, fresh start. rebirth people jumped on. Okay, well, right after zero this, hour go with the in. zero issues. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> right now, it's the most confusing time uh, uh, really to jump in. People don't even know how to get the books. Because some are digital, some aren't, some are digital only. Also COVID. You end up having that, but I'm just saying in general, black label, they don't know what that is. You end up having now an omniverse. It's vertigo, but not quite. Yeah. And just think of this when you get into these books now and like, okay, well, I didn't read this future state, but what book should I read? And you have a bunch that maybe they can't or they will, or they won't. They'll be like, well, what is this? Tom King, Batman, Catwoman. Why is that going on with the Batman? And they're like, yeah, it's just a side <sighs> thing. It's all confusing. It's confusing because there's no... And just that the idea and I know people get upset. There are there two
1: Hellblazer books going on at the same time that mm. don't do anything together? They're yeah. so not anymore. Eric <laughs> 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 I got
0: the boot. And Tom Taylor's done. But even that, just imagine you have Brian Michael Bendis jumping in. And this is something that people have complained about forever. But why are you getting a new number one with that Justice League? It's something so different with Brian Michael Bendis jumping in. Why are you continue? They want to continue. And it's not even legacy numbering they're continuing. They're just continuing that numbering. And I think that that would be or a Nightwing. Let's forget about that Rick Grayson bullshit by giving Tom Taylor a number one that gets people a jumping on point with a new character. Justice League, a new team, all these things. And they're not even doing that. So people are going to be like, okay, I want to get into this. I hear all this hype about D.C. Where should I start? Oh, well, you should Justice League 53 or whatever the hell we're at. And they're just going to be like, eh, do I have to read the rest? And then they will get confused. And then you got future state. It's just so confusing right now. And that does not lead to people jumping on. And more people are jumping off than jumping on right now. And it's it's scary. Uh, But we'll be here. We'll be talking about this (laughs) stuff. Hopefully we like what they have. But I'd like a lot of people able to have good jumping on points or at least know where they are. Cause you know how these comic book shop owners are sometimes. And those guys eating their whoppers while they're sitting there trying to, <laughs> know trying to package. You, you know up, how you these know.
1: guys are about what
0: he's like, well, what's going on. And like the bag is, you know, of it is the whopper bag and he's bored out of his gourd, you know, working there. He doesn't want to help. So there you go.
1: Bag and board. Are, uh, and oh, like, you're hey. saying they're not going to tell people what to buy. Oh. I got you.
0: Yeah. No. Hey, uh, I want to get in on that new uh, the, like Justice League that I heard that was like something metal or something. <sighs> you don't know shit. That's what they say. And there's, there's somebody Daredevil. who's like the nicest comic shop owners listening now. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> like, but there are some. But some aren't very helpful, Eric. And also with COVID, like you said, and a lot of things now digital, you don't have anybody to help except Eric Shea. He's going to start That's a right. new segment each week. It's called Eric the Shea's podcast that helping, we do. <laughs> helping Hands. It's called Hands Are For Helping, Not For Hurting. He's going to it. called It's called Eric Shea GPS to Comic Fandom. And that's what we'll do. Eh? But,
1: yeah, we'll be well, again, talking about all this. Again, this is these- what the, the show is because we talk about every book each week about what's going on. We
0: do. But I'm saying that the people aren't going to get to that point because they're not going to know what to buy when they go and there's no new number ones or everything's. Oh, that's tied in with death metal. And they're just, eh, why are they going to They're say, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Even at the back, you got – Detective Comics coming, right? You got number one thousand thirty-four. That blow my mind. If I was a, Thing a younger is, kid, is the there. idea
1: of this is and like if I was DC Comics, I'd want to continue on to without a number one because the amount of volumes you keep redoing and re-putting out the package, it kind of dilutes the product and says, look, we're just going to keep doing these over and over again. I, I like a legacy number, the idea that yeah, it but continues they're not on. legacy numbers. That's, no, the I'm saying, That's though, what I'm saying though because, because if, it's not legacy going overall, legacy. But I'm saying where we're going from like the next volume on instead of just like all right, volume number. Seventeen of issue number one, you know, like of the same story. It's but like the the problem is, is that the people who haven't been reading, and
0: DC has not been selling. They're doing this to get more people. And mm-hmm. they're going to be like, volume 17, well, I didn't read the sixty. People don't know that, oh, it's a new start, and I could go with this and
1: whatever. And well, I'm like saying. a lot of they, people they, are going to be they, left you behind. Have, you have the internet to do that for, because you'd have people who would just jump on without the idea of what's been going on before, before the internet and stuff like that with comics. Now you have at least have the ability to say something like, it's a brand new start for this. Everybody come check it out. You're talking to a
0: guy who didn't. Uh, 2011, I had a lot of internet and I didn't jump on because I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to look up because I had no idea. And I started working with you and then you were there. Like I was lucky that you would, eh, it's a reboot, whatever. Oh, new number one. So, and it's all started new. Okay, I'm going to try this. And then, yeah, then I go back, but I never would have read. If there was no new 52, we wouldn't be having this deal. And we'd have a lot of free time, Eric. a lot of free time, but even I'm looking in the back. Yeah, Batman, urban legends. Number one, you know, you have all this thing going on, but you don't know what just I'm just worried. I'm just worried about just it in general, because most people have been bailing with future state that, that we deal with. This is, you know, more like just our little world here. Uh, A lot of people probably jumped on with Future State, but hopefully it's not so confusing that people can, you know, become new DC comic book deals while over at Marvel, they're having that Heroes Reborn nonsense, Eric. So I think everybody's bailing. and I'm going to be watching anime. With the way that
1: they're pushing the infinite frontier and stuff like that, it's the same thing in my mind with when they pushed Rebirth and stuff like people found out about that and wanted to jump on with that.
0: And what did you get from that? They were all new number ones. It's true. I, I mean,
1: that's the thing. I and just it, wish that, that we had, had, had that. a bunch of new number ones and then a bunch and of new, new number ones on top ones. of it. I mean, that's the best. They had here's two the number one, one, one shot and here's the number one for the series. And I'm,
0: I'm saying I I know that you want to keep the Detective Comics action comics, that sort of, you know, leg- that's the legacy numbering. Keep going with that if you're going to go with it. But, you know, you have a Brian Michael Bendis, a Philip Kennedy Johnson, all these guys. Give people like the idea as they're going like, oh, my God, a number one, like I can jump right into this and see. And even if they can't just fool their ass and give them that. But I just think that there should be some, you know, those gateways, maybe these newer books, maybe like a Batman Urban Legends, number one. But, but you know, even those are kind of weird because they kind of tell stories that will number one. You. Yeah, well, you will have some things. Uh, I just wish that we would have had. You know, some like a Justice League. Everybody's jumping on with scene. that
1: crime syndicate number one of a six issue miniseries. Maybe. Maybe, Eric. And and that's
0: the thing. Like, I think that the Suicide Squad is a new number one, right? It they is. end up yeah, because it's a new team and it's a new writer. I think they should have done that with the Justice League. I really, whether or not we like Bendis or not, I think that that would have been a good one. Get people involved knowing Naomi. It, it branches you out. That's a book that really can get people to go to other books and, and kind of ease your way in. Um, maybe maybe they'll listen eventually. Uh, but I yes. don't know. Just
1: I just imagine this one's going to be so far removed from what Tom Taylor did. And what Tom Taylor did was so far removed from the last Suicide Squad. So you need that new number one because it's completely different concept no, and idea. Here's well, the this thing. is just spinning out of what we had in Justice League into death metal.
0: Is it? Because yes. it, was, it was Scott and Snyder leading winter. the death metal, And then we had a bunch of writers on telling nonsense stories that meant nothing for the past almost year. So you could just well, go. Okay, It
1: spins out of what we had in Endless Winter in December. Yeah. yeah. But
0: it's, well, it just goes back and they're going to Naomi's homeworld. That's the story that we get back to. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll yell at you when we, when we to read say, that. I'm going to say, we have
1: Hippolyta and Black Adam on the team. Yeah,
0: it does. But it's more, like I said, it's more of a Naomi Story right away. You could have just gone that, and uh, even so, you have them going. I- I'm interested in seeing what that's all about, and seeing if Black Adam does the stuff from you know the future state and knows all those things. But still, uh, you know, they have made number ones where it doesn't even make sense. I just think that it would have been a nice jumping on point. But what would you give this one?
1: I ended up giving this a little bit of the benefit of the doubt where I could go lower because I wanted this to mean more. I ended up giving a 6.8 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the art all the way through, and I thought this was a fun story with these characters, even though I expected more to come from it. I'm like, it's not a great issue overall. It's not a terrible issue. It's just not as much fun or enlightening enlightening as I wanted it to be. But 6.8 out of 10, I could go lower, but I'm going to stick with this for now. I'm
0: going to go 6.5, just a little lower, Uh, mainly because it was a disappointment uh, we really i mean we were so we were begging people to read oh Generation man I was so that first one yeah it was too i thought it was going to be bigger and even if it wasn't it was just such a it felt like a throwback to an older
1: story and it really like even a, with that you know, awful fun. john romita jr art in there yeah,
0: yeah, and then this one just it, – it was dragging on. It really was, and and then you with just it's a lot kinda... of
1: padding with our heroes just surviving in weird timelines and weird worlds for no apparent reason. All right, we're going to get back to Vanishing Point and do – you know, stop Dominus immediately.
0: <laughs> I'm going to find a painting. Portraits. Yeah, portraits. And turbines. And so doing your draw rings, are you? It'd be funny if they run in and Starfire just makes another painting. Hey, look at you, Dominus. Look, you, you're smooching oh man that's what i always wanted i'm gone i'm out of here smooching uh but yeah that's that but i i think that when we uh sign off here you'll be able to hear a little bit about dominance from eric Shea. and so uh enjoy that and then we'll be back this coming up sunday with a bunch of books but Yeah, we're gonna finish up so as we end here you can go find us on twitter at Weird Science DC, you can go to our website at WeirdScienceDCComics.com, but also you can go and support us on our Patreon, get a ton of uh, shows, including a weekly spotlight. This past week, the Badasses of the Get Fresh Crew, beep, boop, beep, they boop. picked the Future State Legion of Superheroes, number two, and the Future State House of Bell, number one. Superman, and, yeah, House, Superman House of, of El, number one. I couldn't remember what exactly it was. Superman? Was Superman in there? I didn't see him much, but uh, yeah, we ended up talking about that about an hour and 20 minutes, so you can go and listen to that as well, but thanks everybody. Eric, what did we say at the end of this one? Do we have a set deal? Dude. Thank
1: God, it's Friday. I should be back in school. Welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Explain It show, where this episode we'll be talking about the history and origins behind the Big Bad, the head honcho, and the main villain, at least so far, of DC's newest event going on concurrently with Future State. Generations shattered. Let's check out Dominus. To probably tell this story, we need to go way back to the simple time of 1998, where your Man of Steel was two energy beings known as Superman Red and Superman Blue. Now, at this time, DC was doing the "Behold the Millennium Giant" storyline, where Superman Red and Blue sacrificed their life energy to save the Earth. This took place around the same time as Superman's 60th anniversary, so with that, DC took the opportunity to get rid of the energy powers and bring our Man of Tomorrow back to all his former and current glory in the one-shot, Superman Forever. This would be the beginning of Dominus' first appearance, where he would then go on to the regular Superman books and subject our hero to four different timelines of reality, a lot like we currently have with Generation Shatters, where we had Superman throughout the decades and even going into 2099. Take that, Marvel. This plot of altering reality around Superman would be the means to lure out the cosmic being known as Kismet, who had a connection to our Man of Steel after he died. Who's Kismet, you ask? Well don't worry, that too is part of our story. To start this story, we should go to the beginning, even though it's not presented that way in the comics. Far off on an alien planet, there were five members of a divine order, whose goal was to ascend cosmically, beyond physical limitation. These members were Tuoni, Uko, Ronnie, Mylicky, and Auti. It was believed that Tuoni was a Shuin to be ascended since he was believed to be the most faithful and pure. But it was a shock to all when their deity chose Alti, the love of Tuoni, to be ascended and become Kismet, the illuminator of reality's pathways. Because of this decision, Tuoni became jealous of his former love and used forbidden texts and knowledge and infernal magic to try and take what he believed was his by right. For these forces consumed him and destroyed his physical body. To keep her once love alive, Kismet transported Tuoni's life energy and consciousness to the Phantom Zone. It was there that the ancestor of Superman, Kemel, who kept himself alive in the form of a hologram, used the Kryptonian technology that was stored within the Phantom Zone to build a body to contain Tuoni's life energy. Too bad the Eradicator would decide that he wanted these artifacts and opened a portal to the Phantom Zone. He released Tuoni, who from this point on would be known as Dominus. Dominus' first move after escaping his prison was to go back to his home planet and kill everyone there, including his former friends and members of his divine order, and placing their life forces within the Phantom Zone as revenge. Once that was complete, it was time to claim that what he thought was rightfully his, the power of Kismet. And to achieve these goals, Dominus would target Superman and hope that his connection to Kismet would draw her out. Which it did. Like we see in Generations Shattered, Dominus uses his power of altering reality on Superman to show him in four different generations of himself. Until Kismet shows up to tell him that the only way to break this hold on Superman is to focus on the love for Lois Lane. Which isn't hard for Superman, and with the help of Wave Rider and the Linear Men, they believe they defeat Dominus. While also taking Kismet's weakened state and putting her in the body of a childhood friend of Clark's named Sharon Vance, back in time, in Smallville, who was originally fated to die. This wouldn't be the end of Dominus, though, because unknown to our hero, the Big Bad would infiltrate his mind and create scenarios that would weigh on Superman's subconscious fears, leading our hero to almost go full injustice on us by creating a police state, thinking that he had to protect everyone to make sure that the world survived. This would lead to a fight between the JLA and our Man of Tomorrow, until again, Lois would snap Superman out of his delusion, and the fight would be on once more with our hero going up against Dominus, who would continue his Phantom Zone retribution by sending Superman there to stew on his defeat. This wouldn't keep our hero down long though, because once he was in the Phantom Zone, Superman would discover who Dominus actually was, not to mention his hologram ancestor would help him build, wait for it, a solitron engine to enable Superman's escape from the limbo. Which essentially just looks like a big old jetpack. Once back in reality, Superman would figure out a clue that Kismet gave him years ago about how Dominus could only attack him while he was awake, which would lead Superman to not only think about, but master an ancient Kryptonian meditation technique which would make Warriors hyper-calm and hyper-alert, taking away his beta brain waves and giving him theta waves. Now put your messages about being convoluted away, because it won't really help anything, because beyond this... Dr. Emil Hamilton would help Superman out by giving him a portable encephalographic feedback monitor. That's right, I said it. To help our hero know when he's successfully maintaining a theta state. Yeah, it makes for a decent fight for a while, but to put Dominus down once and for all, it really does nothing for our story, and Superman just ends up using Dominus' mind-reading, reality-warping powers against him. But that would take an entire one-shot to finally do. It's time for Superman, King of the World, number one. In this one shot to conclude Dominus's deeds, we see the aftermath of Superman and Dominus fighting at the United Nations, where after an explosion, it appears that Superman has escaped the battle unharmed, but Dominus has simply escaped. And because of this, Superman and the rest of the JLA tell the people of Earth that their rights may have to be put on hold a while, because fighting this villain is top priority with how much power he has. Which not only goes right back to what Superman was doing previously, but escalates the police state that he's already imposed. With Superman acting on dictator again, Lois Lane would have to team up with Lex Luthor to infiltrate Superman's Citadel, where they would find Dominus in a sub-basement cell. This was only for show, though, because as you can imagine, Superman was Dominus all along, and he only made Superman look like him because he found it funny. Once Superman was freed and was able to cut loose on Dominus, the fight would try to play up the fade wave angle once more, but quickly dismissed this so they could go focus on Superman's fears, which led to Krypton... Where, within the altered reality made up of Superman's nightmares, our hero would find a Phantom Zone projector and lock Dominus away in a dream, within a dream, way before Inception would try any of that nonsense. So that, my friends, is the story of Dominus, the big bad of Generation Shattered who is still trying to reshape reality into his liking, but this time is apparently doing it by erasing all of time first. How did Dominus escape his dream within a dream, Phantom Zone Prison? Well, the multiverse since then has been recreated, altered, Hyper Time was destroyed, brought back, the timeline has been rebooted, Superman's been reborn, and now we have the cosmic hands of creation changing the way the multiverse works. So, a lot of things have happened, so it's understandable that this character can be back and causing a ruckus. I can only hope that with the moniker of Everything Matters, that this Dominus will be the original one we've talked about, you know, so that this matters too. Now that I've explained it, it's time to go back and read some comics. I'm Eric Shea, and this has been Weird Science DC Comics.
2: On with the last bit of books, uh, starting with uh, one of the books that we often get mail uh, from a certain fella who likes to talk about this book. And I don't know, Eric at one point said, "You know what? Uh, this guy should probably just come on the podcast and talk about it, since he goes to it." And we, in fact, have Mark here to Be talk sure. about Batman Beyond. How you doing, Mark? Pretty good. How about yourself? Nice. What's up, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here to bring you the very last Batman Beyond segment for the near future. Uh, Since there were no Batman Beyond books or related books announced coming out after Future State, last time uh, we speed ran uh, the 10,000 Clowns story arc so that we could get to my very favorite Batman Beyond uh, story slash comic of all times. Uh, of all time um once again it was did it was digital first but when it came to print this particular one was all in just one issue um yeah so we're gonna jump right in and then we'll uh handle all this stu- other stuff at the end the one thing i want to say before going into this is uh what you might have just heard uh potentially if i was able to get the audio to sound good enough was a clip of my first time on the podcast which was it was on November 27th 2016 uh it was for baby's number two the rebirth stuff that was episode 99 which is 222 weeks ago so uh yeah um uh yeah so let's jump right in and we can just i can deal with all that other stuff at the very end so we have uh this these two issues are titled Legends of the Dark Knight Dana uh written by Adam uh, Be- Beechin. Um, and for this issue, there was a slightly different rest of the, uh, most of the rest of the art team. So it was Peter, uh, Nigun, Nigun. I've probably pronounced that and I apologize. Uh, Craig Young. Um, I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. Uh, and then the color, that was the inker, penciler with inker. An and now, uh, the colors is, uh, Andrew Elder. Uh, the letter was, uh, Sadie Sotomayor, and the cover art was, uh, Ryan, uh, Benjamin. Um, and normally I haven't talked about the cover But I, I really like this one It's it's in a, basically like a, a Graveyard, there's a mausoleum in the background And Dana is kind of There's a grave mark that says Tan Because it's Dana Tan and she's putting her hand on it And Terry in the Batman Beyond costume Is, is standing behind her um, And these issues uh, are from the uh, If you're going to go on the DC Infinite To read these um, It'd be the Batman Beyond uh, 2012 uh, Digital first run um, and it's the two digital first issues that are March 6th, 2013 and March 13th, 20, uh, not twenty sixteen, twenty thirteen, 2013 and March, uh, 13th, 2013. Um, and the issue starts, it, it starts with, uh, Dana dancing at a club and, and her narration is, uh, when I'm dancing, everything goes away. Um, and we see more of her dancing and her really enjoying it. Um, and, uh, the world goes away. The music drowns out all my problems and worries. My body does uh what it wants more partner to the music than controlled by it, uh, and my mind goes quiet and a big thing throughout the series and even even you see it in the opening event maybe on its data dancing and she loves to go dancing and this is really the like the biggest deep dive we've ever really had into kind of her psyche about a lot of these things, so it's fascinating to me um and then we kind of we we it ends with a the first page ends with like a close up of her lips smiling and then we transfer we get to the next page and it's she's she's not smiling, she's kind of like upset, but it's a close up to her lips and it zooms back out and we see that we're back in the present in the hospital. Um and she her narration continues Uh when there's no music playing, my thoughts rush back in uh and fight each other like armies, uh competing to see who can be the loudest, the most demanding. Uh the most frightening, the most horrible God I wish there was music playing right now. And we see that she's looking into an operating room, um, where there's doctors operating on a uh, on someone who who has quite a bit of blood on on their side, and it's it, it doesn't look great for whoever's in there. Um, then we cut over to kind of like a little waiting room, and we see um, we see a, a heavily beaten up, bandaged Terry sitting next to Dana. Dana's mom is talking with a. a Got a uh, new Gotham Police Department person. Um, in addition, there we also see that Terry's, um, Terry's mom, uh, is, is there as well. Uh, and so is her, and so is his brother. Um, though they don't really play much into this, it's, they're there. Uh, the narration continues in here, and we see that that parts of the city are still burning and in bad shape, um, through the windows. And it's like, uh, in here it's so quiet, but outside in the hospital in Gotham, everywhere's crowded with noise, yelling, screaming, crying. Because of my brother, thousands are dead tonight, including himself and thousands more are honored. Because of my brother. Um, and then we get a close-up of basically the the police officer who's interviewing Dana's mom um, and she's crying and answering the questions. And uh, she continues, my father's uh, upstairs in his hospital room, hours uh, out of a coma, Doug put him in. My mother's Doing her best to explain to explain how her son became a monster, but sometimes monsters just are, and when that's the only answer, everything becomes more terrible. Um, and then we get a close up of, of Terry looking at her, concerned. Uh, Terry, he who's gone missing so many times when I've needed him, he's here, and so is his family. Uh, he should be in his own hospital room. He says he got a concussion somewhere in the riot it, rioting, and his boss Bruce Wayne. Who tried to protect my family is dying upstairs of liver failure. But Terry's here for me. Um, and then we see inside of a dance club and we see a flashback and we've, we've heard tiny little bits in the show about how they met or when they met, but never, never entirely to how more like they met a couple years before, um, you know, the series started in like, uh, like middle school, like end of middle school, beginning of high school. Um, and, and we see Terry's going in there and Dana's at the place and she says, uh, I met Terry at a dance. Um, and then, uh, like a doctor comes up, um, and he's like, uh, Mrs. Tan, uh, Mrs. Tan and Dana, correct? I'm doctor, uh, to, to Paulski. Um, and we see, like, we, we see more of Terry's family in the background. Um, and they go up to the mother and he's like, and he says, it's like, I- I'm very sorry for your loss. And I know this is a difficult time, but there's something I'd like to discuss with you. Um, at this point, Terry's mom is like going up to him. And it's like, like, while they're engaged over there, cause she's been like, we're here to support them. Now that they're doing something, like, she's like, uh, like, are you sure you're okay, honey? Like, You should be in bed. And Terry's like, I'm fine, mom. Just, just glad you and Matt are okay. Uh, and that you weren't caught in some Joker explosion. Uh, he's like, I, you know, I've got, I've got a pretty bad headache, though. Um, but he's but he kind of like turns over towards Dana and then he's like, but at least I'll heal. And, and Matt, and he's like, uh, you two went to the bunker under the public library when the, the Jokers started, uh, you know, blowing themselves up, right? And Matt's like, uh, the one they built after... And this is this is one of the problems I have with um, Adam uh, Beechin's writing. He writes some of this as if this isn't the main continuity. This is on Earth 12. So what he says here is, uh, the one they built after that No Man's Land thing, uh, it, it, it was like, it was, it was really crowded in there and it smelled pretty bad. Um, No Man's Land didn't happen on Earth 12. Like, th- as much as I love this, this, this issue, this, this piece, it has a couple little problems with it, and this is the one writing one. No Man's Land did not happen on Earth 12. We have DC confirming, like, that, that wouldn't have happened on Earth 12. Um, not that they've said specifically it didn't happen on Earth Twelve, but they've been like the animated series is the the template for it. Um Yeah, and it didn't happen there. So it's it's one of those little things where he he was a little bit confused with some of the stuff. And then later on in two point both uh Christos Gage and Kyle Higgins walk some of those little in- inaccuracies back. Um but then we cut to another uh kind of flashback from dana as she's thinking about stuff um and we see her as a young girl uh in in ballet in in dance class and she's like um when we moved to america my mother enrolled me in dance classes so i could make friends uh i did with the music uh, which was good because i needed a friend and we see that you know she's she's very good Uh, but then we see some of the the conflict between the father and the uh her father and her brother doug uh, since things were already getting rough at home with Doug, uh, he'd become obsessed with the Joker. Looking back, we should have just moved back overseas, but dad's business was here and he's stubborn and he wasn't going to move us back. Um, and then we get one of the few parts where I, I have a real, uh, like these next few panels I have some problem with the art where just Doug's face just looks really bad. Like it's supposed to be him screaming, but it's just something with the mouth isn't great. He's like, uh, not, uh, while he thought he could, uh, Punish Doug until he behaved or uh, slap him or medicate him. Uh, Who knows if moving back would have worked. Maybe Doug would have just become some different kind of monster. And then we have just like Doug's like sweeping his arm, like trying to be like, no, about something. But the problem is, is that it's supposed to be his left arm swinging back, um, but it's a right arm. So that's a problem. Um, But it's like uh, as awful as Doug was, as awful as he, he was to me, uh, me too. Uh, I loved him. And we see her cowering in a corner holding a stuffed animal while her father's dealing with him. It's like, uh, I wish I didn't, but I did. Uh, he was my brother. Even after all this, I still loved him. And then we get another picture of her dancing, except now she's older. It's like, uh, as Doug got worse, I spent more time dancing. It was so much easier. And then we see a flash to when Doug was finally, when he was, he was, you know, put on trial and sentenced. And when he'd go to jail, I'd act like I never had a brother. Uh, until he'd come home and everything would start all over. And then she's looking at this point like this is a, a younger version of her looking at a picture of the two of them uh probably before they came to America and crying over it. and like, uh, but while he'd be gone, I'd worry about him and wonder if I'd messed up his assistant. Like, uh, like if I'd tried harder to understand things maybe things wouldn't be this bad. They wouldn't be like this. Um, I'd wondered, uh, Without answer until my stomach, uh, I I would wonder without answer until my stomach tied itself into knots. And I'd put on music, uh, and in the feeling, the feeling like dog would go away. And now we see Dana comforting her mom as her mom is, is, is trying not to break into tears and then eventually is just sobbing as she's signing something that the doctor has, has brought her. As Dana continues, uh, now I feel bad. I feel sad. I feel responsible. I feel like I should do something, uh, to make, uh, to make right all the the things Doug did so horribly wrong. Not just tonight, but all during his life. And and I still love him. I can only imagine how my mom feels. And all this seems to be leading to something, and almost like, there's this implication that she has instigated something. Um, and it's very interesting that the the mom is, 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 is bawling her eyes out, but she's signing something. Um, and at this point, Dana is like, goes to Terry, like, Terry, would it be alright if we went for a walk? Uh, I'd like to see how my dad's doing And he's like, sure. What do you talk, talk wanna talk to you guys about? Um, and, and Dana is like, uh, just more family stuff. Miss McGinnis, would you mind? Uh, Mrs McGinnis, would you mind? And he's like, of course, honey. Like, we'll, we'll stay with your mom as long as he's like. And then now the two of them go out into the hallway where we see, like, because they, you know, only just restored power. We, there are beds just in the hallway, um, of people resting with their IVs. And it's like, and he, she thinks, my brother, and Terry's like, Dana? Dana? As she started to, she's basically hugged him and started crying. And she's thinking, like, my, my brother did all this. And Terry's like, is there anything I can do? And Dana's like, just do what you're doing, Terry. Like, I, I appreciate it more than you know. Just, just be with me for now. Besides, you've already done so much, and now they're they're walking hand in hand, and they're going, they've gone into an elevator, and now they've gone into uh, a hallway, they've gone through the hallway as they've been talking, and now they've gone in, pretty much, into her father's room. Um, and Terry's like, w- want me to go into your, your dad's room with you? Like, uh, I know he's, he, you've already told me about Doug, but I, I could still, and she's like, no, if if you could just wait outside, that'd that be fantastic. And she's like, think yourself like my dad. It's like, he's like, uh, this will only take a minute. And she's like, ah, we'd spend every last pet, or he would spend every last penny for us, fighting for us, kill for us, die for us. He'd do anything to make sure his family was healthy, safe, and secure. The only thing that he can't do is tell us that. And we see an argument between, like a very brief argument where it seems like he's scolding Dana for something. Um, and and then she co- she leaves and she's very upset. She's heavily in shadow. It's she's 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 not whelmed with what just happened. And Terry's like, he's doing okay. He doing okay. Like it like he, he things look like they got kind of bad. And Dan is like, he's as good as he can be under the sit uh, under the situation, as tough as he can be. This is hard for him uh, in his way. And and we see that he is like after they've left, he is crying. Um, and now they're going down another hallway. Um, or Terry's following Dana down another hallway. She seems like he's no, she knows where she's going, but Terry's just kind of following her. It's like, he's like, uh, is it okay if you make one more stop? And Terry's like, anywhere, Dana, like, wherever you want, you've got me. Um, and then they go to an elevator, and then they go in the elevator, and Terry's like, uh, you want to go to the cafeteria or something? You probably haven't even sent, and she's like, no. We're going to Bruce Wayne's room. And, and Terry's like, Bruce's room? Why? Um, and... Dana continues her narration of, there's no room for music now. Uh, No more detail or denial, no more escape. It's time to face reality. Uh, And then she says out loud to Terry, it's like, because I have something uh, to say to both of you about Batman. And Terry's like, looking at her like, what? As the doors close and and her narration finishes, it's time for the truth. And now in the elevators, it's going up. uh, Terry's like, "Eh, you're in love with him, aren't you? You're in love with Batman. And, and and it's like, oh, Terry, like, thanks for giving, and she's, like, amused by the denial at this point, like, she's like, thanks for giving me the first smile, like, uh, I can remember in, in I don't know how long, like, uh, Terry's like, hey, g- give me a pass, like, if I'm worked up, I spend a lot of nights, I spend a lot of tonight with jokers blowing up everywhere, like, you know, wondering if you and your family, were, my family and yours were alive, and we basically get this little story that he's telling about, like, him trying to get there. Like, when things started getting crazy, I tried to, you know, get back, uh, here to you, and all this stuff happened. And then Batman showed up, but he, he totally took them all out. And we see, like, theoretical images of Terry there, and then trying to help people, and then, like, getting hit and stuff. And he's like, uh, and if, uh, I've made Batman sound pretty shy, which is, is the opposite of what I'm trying to do here. Like, it, isn't it? And as he's talking about how, like, Batman has saved everybody around him, including him. And Dana's like, y- you don't owe me, only oh, explanations, Terry. So they get to a receptionist on the floor that they're, they're looking for. And Dana's like, uh, excuse me, can we, can Mr. Wayne have any visitors? Uh, and the receptionist is like, like, he shouldn't, but it kind of indicates to Terry, it's like, Mr. McGinnis, uh, he said Mr. McGinnis could go in at any time. Um, so now still Dana in the lead here. Is like, uh, starts going to the room, and with Terry following, he's like, So, what is it, Dana? You, you said you wanted to talk to Bruce and me about Bannon. Bannon didn't hurt you, did he? Like, w- when he was in your dad's hospital room, trying to stop your brother? And she just puts her fingers to Terry's mouth and is like, Terry, shush. Let's just go inside. And they walk silently down the hallway, and Terry's just very confused about this. And then they get to the room, and now they're at Bruce's bedside. And it's, he's, she's like, Mr Wayne, how are you? Mr Wayne, how are you feeling? And he's like, Never mind your family And she's like they're fine. Thank you again. Without you, they might have and he's like stop but they're Okay, Terry told me about your brother, please tell your mother father I'm and she's like I will, thank you. And then But this is Bruce Wayne, so he's like something on your mind Mr. to and Terry's just like, she says it's about Batman Bruce, and he's like, mm. she thinks you're Batman, isn't that right, Miss Tan? And I love this because it's like, no, this is this is Batman who's just like, nope, I I am very competent. I can I can read the room before the room exists, kind of deal. And she's just you know, sternly, not sternly, like seriously, looks at him and is like, it is. Uh, and I'm sure you'll try to talk me out of it. Terry already has uh but uh but you don't have to i won't believe you and then we see her in shadow and like a uh like a theoretical figure of batman flying you Uh and she's like uh, i can't say the thought never occurred to me before there was an episode kind of about this where max was introduced where they were thinking uh, it was a little more terminal was the villain for the first time actually um uh where they were like oh could terry be bat well they thought terry was the joker and then it was like maybe terry's batman Um, actually, um, or Terry was terminal, then, you know, they were like, oh, maybe he's Batman. Um, and Danny was like, uh, how it seemed like I saw Batman a lot more, uh, a lot, more than most people after he started appearing, and and only when you weren't around Terry, uh, which is a lot more often, how Batman moved when he wasn't fighting, the way he spoke, even if his voice was different, like, and, uh, and when he saved me from Doug. Uh, in Dad's hospital room, and then we see the flashback of him yelling, like, "Dana, get down!" It's like he knew my name. He said it in a way Terry would too, which tells me that it's like he he may have even slightly there, just in a panic, dropped his Batman voice and just yelled in his normal voice, "Dana, get down!" Um, and Dana basically they turns to Terry's like, and it's not just like uh, uh, and it's not like I, I couldn't notice you become a little more muscular over the last couple or over the last bit, Uh, or that you'd show up uh, bruised, cut, or limping more than you used to. Um, It's like, uh, and and when she continues to once I put those ideas together, it wasn't hard for me to figure out a few things about you, Mr. Wayne. Batman, obviously a very different Batman, showed up in Gotham after all those years, not long after Terry's father died, or was killed. And just after you and Terry met. And his first target was Wayne Powers, where Terry's father worked. Terry's smart, but even he's not, you know, capable of building a suit like Batman's. Uh, So he must have gotten it from someone who was, or who had the money to have it built. Someone who was often connected to the first Batman. Someone who was young when the first Batman was. And someone who disappeared when the first Batman did. You were Batman, weren't you, Mr. Wayne? And, and he's just like, he's just like, yes, yes to all of it. And Terry is just like, sir, what, Bruce, like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's all right. What do you want, Miss Tan? Um, and she's like, I don't want anything. I promise. I just want you to know that I know. Uh, after what my brother did tonight, I want to help if I can. Any way you need me to, even if it's just knowing your secret, secret. And Terry's just like, Dana. And, and Bruce is like, there's 10 and then we see uh Bruce explaining something where we see most of uh Terry's rogues gallery. Uh there's no shriek there but we see like here are a white ink uh and spellbinder. Um and, and Bruce says he's like uh, uh it's all well and good uh to know what you know but there's a great deal of danger that goes with it there are people criminals who would do anything for the information you have. You could become Upon a, a target. And Dana just kind of kneels down, like sits in a chair next to him and is like, uh, I will never tell, no matter what anyone does to me. Terry knows how stubborn I am. And, and she, and Terry's just like, Bruce, is, is this a good idea? And Bruce is just like, if you're gonna wear the mask, you need at least a few people you can trust. Uh, wish I'd, uh, I'd maybe trusted more. Do you trust, uh, do you trust Dana Terry? And Terry's like, I do with my life. Um, and at this point, Bruce is like, oh, then welcome to the family, Dana. God, God help you. And then some doctors come in. Specifically, we see, uh, I don't believe it's announced who it is, but it is, like, it is visually the same doctor as the one who came in before. Um, Dr. Uh, Topolsky. Um, like, we can see by the mustache and, and by, like, his, and by his face and his, his, his uniform. Um, and, and they're like, Mr. Wayne, uh, we're here to take you to surgery. He's like, surgery? And, and the doctor's like, uh, we've located a compatible liver for you. Uh, we have to go right away. Uh, the donor's anonymous, of course. And as they're wheeling him out and Bruce is in heavy shadows, he's like, Douglas, Douglas Tan. That's the donor, isn't it? Um, which, which links back through the entire issue. It's why the mother was crying. Uh, it's why the father was, was upset, but, Relented and cried, and it explains what Dana was looking at at the very beginning with all the blood and stuff along the person's head. Considering her brother's head was caved in, uh, yeah, no, that was that was her brother in the room, and she see, it really seems like she suggested to her mom, it's like, hey, Mister Wayne is dying of y- y- you know liver failure. Can we check to see if Douglas is is a compatible donor? He's not really using it, um, and then Dana puts her like hand on Terry and is like, um I-, I talked to my family, my dad. Uh needed more con or I talked to my family. My dad needed more convincing than my mom. But like I said, after all that's happened, I'm gonna help in any way I can. And Terry's just like, Bruce is gonna have uh the for a choker. A choker's gonna be part of him for the rest of his life. That's crazy. And it's a funny little place to go in there, uh with that thought process. And and Dana seems to recoil a little bit from that. Like visually, like like before, she had his hand on her hand on um Terry uh, Terry's hand, or maybe it was Bruce's hand. Um, but now she seems to have her arms around her shoulders, like she recoiled a little bit from Terry from having made that comment. Uh, and then Terry's like, "Dana, do you really want to get involved in this? Uh, everything Bruce said, the like, he's right." And she just cuts him off. He's like, "Terry, we've had too many secrets for too long. If we're gonna make this work." And I want to. We can't do this anymore. Uh, uh, do you want to make this work? And he's like, of course, but, and then she's like, Terry, I love you. Shut up. And kisses him. And then he says, uh, I love you too, Dana. And kisses back. And that is, that is my favorite issue. It's so good. It's one of the, we very rarely get inside of Dana's head. Um, I, I genu- I genuinely love it. It's, there's n- not a lot of action. Uh, there's a little bit in the, the little Terry's fake flashback, but it's just it's just all this character work that explains so much about everybody and it all ties together, and it's such a good ending to the arc, and I love it. I just love it so much. I would probably give it, like, uh, if I was going to score this, it'd probably get a nine... six or seven. The only points being taken off of the, the, the one page that has some kind of eh, art, and then the one line that's technically not in continuity and, and it was a writer mistake but other than those i i absolutely adore that um and with this we we basically bring to the end of as i said at the beginning this this batman beyond segment um uh as i said at the top of this uh for batman beyond number two of the rebirth run was the first time I was actually on the show before that I was just writing and starting with issue fit or uh, episode 50 of the podcast. And episode 99 was where, where I made my at least auditorial debut, which is 222 weeks ago, which it's very, very long time. Um. Uh. But this was, uh, I don't think I said it at the beginning, but this was kind of the, the last of like the COVID shutdown kind of shows that, uh, I, I had planned before we knew when um, Diamond was you know, going to start shipping books again. Uh, but I did want to end this segment, uh, at least for now. Uh, if Batman Beyond stuff comes back at some point, I this segment will be back. Um, but I want to end it on, on the note of my very favorite Batman Beyond issue uh, ever. Um, but yeah, it has been... <laughs> it has been 49... Uh, forty nine basically audio like Batman Beyond segment things, uh, with me or with me and then Jim and Eric, um, of the rebirth stuff because I wasn't there for the rebirth number one or the, the number one started with number two, uh, and plus the three kind of COVID shutdown, uh, podcast things. So for a total, of, uh, very appropriate for a DC thing, fifty two segments of Batman Beyond over two hundred and twenty two weeks, um. Uh yeah, it it has been a while. It's been a wild ride. I'm still associated in doing stuff with uh weird science. As I said, if Batman Beyond stuff comes back, I will be I will be there for it. Um, on the Patreon, the lovely Patreon, where if you're you're not already part of it, uh, several several shows each week. Um, from their their Marvel stuff to the Manga Mondays, um, which which I I am the occasional. So far, only once sub for Luke Hollywood when we talk about, uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, um, on the Manga Money p- podcast. Uh, but I do basically the, the cartoon, like the cartoon review show with Jim where we go back over, uh, at least so far, it's just like old superhero shows. So we've done started with Batman Beyond. We're doing, uh, X-Men at the time of this recording. Um, and we're kind of going back and forth with that, uh, like the old 90s X-Men series. Um, so I'm still part of that stuff. Um, and then I have, uh, my own podcast with, uh, the aforementioned Luke Hollywood, the Hero Notes podcast, which you can find, uh, on Twitter at Hero Notes pod. Um, so yeah, uh, I normally don't do this, but, uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, uh, it's at ChalionX, that's at C-H-A-L-I-O-N-X. Um, yeah, and, uh, on the Hero Notes podcast, we have, we have two podcasts for that. We have the Hero Notes, where we go over every single issue. Uh, or chapter of My Hero Academia Vigil, or, uh, My Hero Academia, like the main series proper. Uh, and then our other show is Vigilantes Log, where we go over every single, uh, chapter of My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Um, but with that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this to the end. Uh, thank you everyone so much for listening, and for those of you who've been listening for a while or just started, uh, thank you so much. Um, I wanna say thanks to, to Jim. Eric and Reggie, uh, just for giving me, like, the opportunity to do this in the first place. I, I very much appreciate it. Heck, there's even one time I recorded live from, from Israel. Well, uh, <laughs> um, when, when all the stuff was, like, recording live years and years ago. Um, so yeah, thank you, uh, everyone for watching. I'm not, or listening. I'm not sure if Jim has, uh, well, you'll know when you're hearing this if he's put this up by itself or, if he has put this up uh, as part of the Thank God It's Friday podcast. But regardless, uh, for the third time, I think. Thank you all for uh, listening, and I'll catch you around.